What up, man? Sit down. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, man, I'm digging that cowboy hat, Mike. Like what up man and welcome to the battle i'm your host and I'm Ray Ray all day. What up, Ray? What up, Ray? What up, guys? Good to have you back, man. It's good to be back. Dude, you've been on like a staycation for like two weeks. What's going on, man? Man, you know, there was real work to be done, brother. Real work to be done. Uh-huh. Is that why I saw you gimping around the other night? Oh, man. He's get- on the humanitarian hiatus. I'm getting old. I'm beating John to the punch. He told me at 45, the body starts falling apart. Started at 44 for me. Yeah, that, that's what you get for starting all that shit the last time. Oh, talking man. about, oh, what happens when you're 46? Yeah, I, I thought I had a couple more years. Yeah, well, you you thought wrong. You, you thought wrong there, redneck. <laughs> my gazentus were off. Yeah, huh? But yeah, I, I was doing a couple things. I ended up helping my daughter her dance studio. They were doing a Halloween production, drive-through production, thanks to COVID. Oh, wow. So I had to put together three different stage sets and stuff like that. And then uh, last Friday was just completely work. I was working uh, the night shift. We were doing roller coaster inspection. So I was dangling 200 feet in the air from a crane in a man basket. The tangle web we weave, man. Poor Ray's got to work out there at, what is it, SeaWorld? That was where I was, yeah. Yeah, hard life, brother. Oh, yeah. So He's awesome. over there checking out roller coasters and everything else, talking about, well, you know, I'm burning the midnight oil. I love my job. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I do. Because sure even, even then, I'm just watching people work. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got somebody in the basket with me. They're the one torquing all the bolts and checking everything. And I'm just going, mm-hmm. And that's yep, when you're the good. inspector, right? That's you get it. Exactly. Torquing the bolts, huh? Yeah. That's it. Torquey, torquey. Well, before we go any further, why don't we uh, introduce our newest member to the Battle Podcast, Jobocop. Well, hello. Hello, hello, salutations. Oh, here, we <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Don't start. Oh, one no. man. <laughs> one myth. <laughs> oh, the shit is What is up? Tonight, Damn it, Johnny. What did you do? I told do? you, don't put me on the well, other side of the fan. <laughs> he just went and did it. I'm oh. the only one freckles. Good right, Lord have mercy. Baba. What's up, guys? What up, what up? So I guess, you know, you've got me doing this kind of social media gig here. So I'm just going to give you a quick little spill of what we're working on our end. Spill, please. Spill. Here we go. Uh, in three, two, one. So basically, we're going to be branding the Battle Podcast across a lot more avenues of social media over the next few weeks. So you're going to be seeing a, a nice little bump up in the Instagram. And you're going to be uh, seeing some pretty cool stuff come along on the YouTube and the Facebook side. Now, we are prepping. Fitz and I are actually prepping to go and do a full-on multi-camera live stream of the Battle Pod. Yeah, Yeah, boy. So so it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, as we're talking on the microphones, our our goal and our our idea is just to be able to create this this type of branded show that is just going to create not only a, 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 a companion to the podcast, but something that vi- visually represents us. So when somebody in the studio 
freaks out or you get to see the expressions live. You get to see the guests. It's going to be awesome, dude. I mean, you uh, get to see the full you Monty to, Johnny, baby. I don't know if, I don't know I if don't everybody know in the that. public's ready for that, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hot enough that I got to put my wife. To, I promise I will not come oh, in here geez. without clothes on. I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that to myself, let alone anybody else. But I do want to say a couple of quick things too, John. We um we've been kind of watching what's been going on with the social media application Parlor, and so we are on Parlor as the Battle Podcast. Just search at the Battle Podcast, and you'll be able to find us. Now this is a very new platform to a lot of people, but we kind of feel that it's necessary for us to have a presence on there. So as we post new episodes. And we post information. We're going to post it on Parlor as well to grow that community there. Nice, nice. Also, too, uh, we got some awesome T-shirts oh, that yeah. we're going to be selling. Uh, John, what is the what is the method and means in which we're going to be able to let people buy these shirts? Well, I think that the first thing we need to do is we're going to set up with a PayPal account. So okay. That will put it out on the web page, and that way they can. Yep. So it's going to be on, if you go to thebattlepodcast.com, I do believe that we're going to have a PayPal link set up. But uh, if you've not seen these shirts, you might want to go and check out our Instagram page because I have to say they're pretty legit. Uh, it's got the Battle Podcast logo right across the chest. And on the right arm, it's got GSR Studios logo. And then on the left arm, it's got War. More information on that coming soon. And then right on the back, we've got where the rubber meets the road. Right on the, the rubber meets the road. Where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> yeah, but the old redneck over here is a little bit pissed off. Oh, well, oh here we go. Yeah, there ain't no work, right? There ain't no blue. There ain't no blue ones out there. Well, they're, they're coming. They're coming, right? Jeez. Come on now. Why, why are you laughing at me, man? Quit laughing what you at talking me. About? You're laughing because you got to come to work first, right? You've been off for two weeks. <laughs> well, that's the problem, man. You, you disappear for two you, weeks and shit hits the fan. You, why am you, you ain't even accrued any vacay yet. Dude, you took two weeks you off. Just that's went, bullshit. You yeah. Just went, <laughs> you just went and did a tactical sabbatical, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Come on. Man, MIA missing an ass. What are you doing? Ray. <laughs> I mean, there's people all over this place looking behind deer and everything else. What are we here at? That's it. You know, if I ain't got my thumb on it, it's going to fall by the wayside, man. Good night. got hair on it. It's going to eat it. That's it. Four legs in here. Four legs in here. On the table over there. Right? He's, playing, yeah. he's got four legs. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> got a dog or a deer. <laughs> blue shirts are to come. But uh, yeah, they are to come. Uh, yeah. a deer. Yeah, blue, deer uh, blue shirts. I, I think we may have to just do like four or five just for Ray. Yeah, just, I'll be happy yeah. with that. Yeah, we'll that'll keep me happy. But a blue cowboy. What do you got against the black shirts? Yeah, what's up with that? What's man? wrong with you, man? I like Smurfs. Yeah, you do like Smurfs. It's so weird. I mean, every time you wear a blue shirt, it looks like a Smurf took a shit from your neck down. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> we need some cowboy hats. Oh, too. Papa. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, Papa. Smurf on Dunder Papa. Dunder Muffle. Dunder Muffle. That's Grandpa. Grandpa Smurf. Come on, get it Papa Smurf. When you were a little kid and your and your mom took you to the ice cream shop, were you the guy who got the Smurf ice cream? Oh, yeah. La, la. Okay. He got whatever the hell he could get back. In those days, you didn't say nothing. Your parents took you for ice cream. You shut your mouth and took what you ain't that, that, that's, that's, that's actually. My, yeah. I never ordered my own food when I was a kid. You know, yeah, my he, dad ordered for me. Yeah, he told, yeah, we got told what we were gonna eat. Oh, my aunt. In my house, it wasn't. What am I much. having, Dad? <laughs> my aunt, nuggets. My aunt was from uh, Louisiana. Uh -huh. And her famous line, I say, hey, Aunt Judy, what's that? She goes, it's shit, eat it. <laughs> okay, yes, ma'am. My mom it. always used to say, what's for dinner, mom? Shit on a shingle. There you shit go. On a shingle. Now <laughs> shut up and eat it. <laughs> I was like, man, what, what no, seriously, about what's for, what's for dinner? It's fat for yourself. And I'm like, that was last night. <laughs> what do we have, leftovers? <laughs> well, then you should know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Oh man, no! I'm just I'm just enjoying the uh, the bantering. Uh, uh, put on Joe's parade. No, That's no, right. man. Go Nobody's pooping on my parade. 
No, man. No poopery no, going on. No, you can't do here, that. Right? I didn't have Chipotle today, so I'm all good. Yeah. You all oh, good? Oh, yeah. good? We're glad to hear that. There's, there's no warning signs coming up on my end. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're all Hey, what good. are you drinking there, Ray? Why don't you show that to the camera? No, no, no. <laughs> let's, keep it, let's keep it PG thirteen. Yeah, uh, yeah this, this is a um, this uh, is a uh, uh, a uh, uh, what? I'm gonna I'm what? gonna I'm gonna explain it the way they explained it in um, uh, Star Trek. It's a colorful metaphor. COVID. There you go. I like that. So Spock always called it a colorful metaphor. Yeah, it's colorful, all right. And um, four four letters of colorful. Did you, see, <laughs> did you see how gently he placed that yeah, down? Know, he it's just like man, it's like a. It's five, almost like it's a five thousand dollars. Like it's his friend or something. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm enjoying. Have you guys I'm bonded? Sure you, you guys are bonded. We have bonded. Okay, we've bonded about halfway. Okay. Don't worry, don't worry though, Ray. We are not going to sit here and judge you. Okay. I hope no, not. I don't judge. It's your judgment for no, his own. Which is a great segue about what we're going to talk but about. But you still want those blue shirts? Which you're not. I do want the blue shirts. But don't bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is today's topic. Actually, is judge much? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this when we were talking about it at the house the other night about what we want to talk about it. The climate that we're living in today in our culture, it's supposed to be the um, how do you put it? The accept everybody, be understanding, you know, um, being tolerant, and yet it's quite contradictory to that if you think about it with what's going on in our in our culture today. It's like yeah. if you don't. If you don't believe in what I believe in and you don't like what I like, then you hate me. Right. Or you don't like, me, you know, and um, we get very judgmental of others because we have a specific idea of what we want to do, what's important to us. And if you're not in the line of that, then you're against me. And that's the thing is everybody wants to blame somebody else for their actions. So it is your fault that we don't get along because you don't believe what I believe. And that's just messed up. Well, the reality of it is, if you think about it, it's a lot easier to look at, you know, the problems in somebody else's life than it is to look at the problems in your own, right? Right. We look at people all day long and point out their flaws. I mean, play the blame game all day. That's you know? easy. Well, he's doing this or she's doing that or they're living like this or they're talking like that or they, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need to be focused on, you know, what are we doing? You know? Right. Looking in the mirror is one of the hardest things you can actually do. You know, I, I have to share a little bit. Uh, I'm hearing you two banter back and forth. It kind of reminds me of when I grew up at home in Kentucky. You know, you get those small rural towns in those little areas of Appalachia. And dude, I'm telling you, you, you can't even, you can't even take a crap what somebody in your neighborhood doesn't know about it. How many times you flushed. Right. But I mean, I'm thinking when, when I'm saying all that to say this is like they, if you do one thing out of line that's not kosher, you're automatically judged for it. Mm. And it's not good. And, and, you know, you get in those little small towns and God bless them. You know, they have nothing going on. You know, the height of their days when the mail truck arrives at their front door. Right. You know? Or the <laughs> ice cream the, truck. But the bad part is, is that that's now not just into the small towns. That is absolutely oh, yeah. everywhere right now. Well, with now. social media, I mean. But I grew up that. in that, though. You know, yeah. My so dad, you're used to it. My dad being a pastor, man, I had to walk a line. I felt like a circus. Hey, Johnny, I just realized you're way outnumbered now, bro. Why is that? We got way more rednecks in That's here. all right. It only takes one Yankee to take on three rednecks. We're good. Yeah. You only got five we've minutes, though, bro. It comes from a different ratio. That's yeah. it. Different ratio, all right. What's that, weight ratio? Or oh. is that? This is a guy that's camping around with a bad leg because he came down with his weight on his leg. I'll still outrun him. Yeah, well, not tonight you're not. Not tonight you're not. I've seen I'm John sure on a treadmill. 
He can go. Don't, don't let the fat fool you. Tell yeah, him, I, I, No, I was going to say it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my biggest problem with this whole thing is that not only are people judging, yeah. being very judgmental, but they're so quick to write somebody off. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so easy to go, I'm done with him or I'm yeah. done with her. You know, it's like, well, hold on a second. Let's, let's back it because we were talking about this the other night in our men's group. And I thought we really you think about it, guys. We were talking about it. I think it really resonated with the men in the room because that is what we do. We tend to go, well, this person has done this or this person's done that or said this. And our first response is, is, well, I'm done with you. Yeah. And that is so contradictory to what we should be doing or how we should be living. Right. Without I mean, you know, what's that old adage? Treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, even for those, you know, non-believers out there. I mean, we, we obviously we live by a different set of standards as, as Christians, but. For those guys out there that aren't Christians, I mean, it's pretty simple. You're told from a young age, treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and in our lives and in our faith, it's like we want forgiveness. So God tells us we're supposed to forgive. Right. You know, but what we what I see is a lot of times is we have a, a difficult time forgiving others because we struggle with forgiving ourselves. Oh, yeah. And, and even as Christians, it ain't easy. It's not it's not like it's first nature to just accept everybody and forgive everybody. It I is, think it's harder, honestly, it because it, the expectations and the standards are so much higher. Oh, without and a doubt. And, you know, the harder thing, comes too, is when it's inside your own household. Mm, yeah. And that's when that's when it really gets challenging and very difficult because there's, there's fa- certain family members, and I know if we're all truthful to ourselves, there's family members that, like you were saying, John, that will just write you off. And, you know, just not even, not even want to, want to assume or forgive or whatever that, that, that needs to be done. And they just write you off, dude. Well, think about it like this. I mean, I think it's always important to address the elephant in the room. I mean, look at what's going on with our country with the division because of politics, you know, Mm. it's like if you're either on one side or you're on the other, and if you don't agree with what I agree with, then we can't be friends and we can't love each other. Right. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. If I you mean, don't stand with me, you are against, you're against me. me. And, and the reality of it is, is we're, we're taught very, at a very young age that we want to be around other people that are different from us mm-hmm. so that we can learn from one another and we can grow and we can become better people. Diversify. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. diversify. But we tend to want to just stick with people that are just like us mm-hmm. that don't kind of put any friction or any pushback. And, and when we do get it, it's like, well, it's just easy to say, all right, I don't want to deal with that dude. I'm done with it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to jump into another elephant in the room and, and that's going to be Facebook no. because it uses a, a system that will continue to put what you agree with and what you like in your face. So you're no longer getting that diversity. You're not algorithm. getting that other state algorithm. That's right. what, that's the word. You're welcome. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome, man. But yeah, that's the word. And you guys really have to watch out with that because there's so many people that are just sucked right into that. And all they see is what they like and more of it and more of it and more of it. So when they finally hear somebody say something different, you know, they're ready to write them off. Well, even scientific studies have proven that, you know, there's a dopamine response when you are getting that moment of gratification, when you see something that intrigues you. So why not every time you swipe down with your thumb on Instagram or Facebook, you're getting that every single time it refreshes. It's like getting, a high. It's a high. Yeah. It's, it is a, it is a, but you know, getting back to the thing of judging, it's easy for us to get on Facebook and, and, and Instagram and look at somebody else's lifestyle and be like, Oh man, dude, I want that. Look yeah. at that. Oh yeah. And then you start losing focus. Then right. you start losing the big picture. Well, the other part of it that, that I struggle with is when we start judging people, it's like we get to this point where we, we think we have to tell other people that they're doing something wrong. I mean, 
when people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing, let's be realistic. They already know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they don't need, they don't need you to tell them up to them and point out their flaws or where they're screwed up. I mean, that's, uh, Hey, by the way, you shouldn't be doing that. Guess what? Newsflash. Ding, 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 ding. I already know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, When it comes to talking to your two other guy friends, and that's what we're getting at here in this, in this little segment here is that when your buddy comes to you and he's trying to lean on you and trying to explain what's going on with him, you don't need to tell him what he's doing is wrong because he already knows. What you got to do is you got to love him through it. You got to work with him. You got to help him out. Well, I'll never forget one time I got a call from a buddy and he was like, hey, can you meet me for lunch? And I'm like, sure. So we go over and we're sitting down and we're having some lunch. And he says, man, I just want to talk to you because uh, I want to let tell you before you heard it from somebody else. And I'm like, what? He said, I just want to let you know that my wife and I were getting ready to have a divorce. And I was like, wow, what's going on? He goes, just it's a long story, a lot of things. And I want to get into the details of it. But he was he wanted to tell me exactly what was going on and what, what made him decide that he wanted to do that. And I said, well, you know, bro, I'm not a big fan of divorce. But what I will say is this. No matter what decision you make, I'm always going to love you. You know, that's not going to change mine and your relationship, you know? And to be honest, he kind of looked at me like I had three heads. Yeah. Because he was very shocked, I think, that that was my response. Wasn't judgmental? Because the first response most of the time is, is, what? What are you doing? What the hell's the matter with you? You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're not a good husband. You're not a good dude. I can't. I don't want nothing to do with you. Well. Dude, I've always learned in life that not everybody lives behind the four walls of your house. Mm. And I'm not going to pretend to understand or to know what goes on, what the intricacies of that is. And so for me to sit here and say, well, you should do this and you should do that. That's not really what I'm here for. I'm, I'm, I'm here to say, Hey, look, bro, you're going to make the decision you're going to make, whether I agree or disagree with it. If you're asking me my opinion, this is what I'm going to tell you. But at the end of the day, guess what? I'm still going to love you, bro. And you, you said a key point right there. You don't have to agree with what's happening. You don't have to agree with what they're doing. But you do have to advise them. Give them the best path. Don't be the bobblehead friend. Don't be the one going, oh, yeah, yeah, you deserve it. Oh, yeah, do it. Yeah, whatever. You you got it. Well, isn't that what they're there for? I mean, because they're, they're, if they invite you into that part in their life, they're wanting to hear your opinion, your thoughts on it. Or right. they wouldn't even bother wasting the time getting together. But I think John creates a kind of a really cool idea, uh, kind of a a scenario. I think society, in in essence, has programmed us to have that reaction when a guy comes to us. Oh, man. Oh, man, that's that's bad. That's really bad. You know, I think society has groomed us because we want. I I mean, is it is it because of reality shows that we've wanted the drama that we want all of that? Is it because of what, you know, the way society and social media? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But when a guy comes to you and, you know, you get, you don't give him the reaction that he's expecting, you give him the alternate reaction, man, I, I tell you, it, it, it really can leave a thumbprint on a man and his heart. Well, and forget his about his heart. Let's talk about his soul. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's, yeah even, even that. Much. I mean, because really, if you think about it, when we're in the situations in our lives where we're not living right or we're not doing right or things are going not very well for us, there's an aching in our soul. And what we need to do is to be refreshed. And people tend to go to the, to the well that produces water. You know, if they're thirsty, they want to quench their thirst. So, you know, when they call you up or they bring you into that environment, they're expecting to get, you know, refreshed. Right. You know, they're not necessarily expecting you to agree with what they're doing. 
but they want to have that reassurance that regardless of what happens or what's decided upon, they're still going to have that friend that's still going to love them and be there for them. Right. Exactly. You know? and, and I think sometimes we would so quick and I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there because, you know, I keep it on the real. I think the church sometimes, Christians, we're really bad at this, man. We get this mentality like, well, somebody did this or somebody did that. Like it's the ultimate sin or the ultimate screw up. And now we're done with this person. And then we wonder why people look at Christians and go, you're a bunch of hypocrites. I don't want to be, why would I want to do that? You you're know? not practicing what you preach. Right. I mean, you know, that's, that is not what we're taught to do as, as Christians, as far as what, what the word tells us. We're, we're to love, not to judge. Now, do we, as Christians, do we hold each other to a higher standard? Yes, of course. But even still at that, we're all sinners saved by grace. So at the end of the day, who am I to say, you're jacked up, you're jacked up, you're jacked up. Actually, there's a verse in the Bible that says, you know, and Jesus says, you know, you fixate on the dust in your brother's eye when you've got a plank hanging out of yours. Speck in your eye. You know? Oh, yeah. And at, so, that, and at that point, that's where we got to be going after the one. Because at that point, the person who's faltering, who is falling by the wayside, they're the, they're the one that have left the flock. And those are the ones you need to go seek. You don't want to just let him go, forget him, cut him off. He's done. Feed him to the wolves. But I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody make that statement. I'm done with it. Yeah. What? You know, or he's a piece of shit or he's trash or whatever. I just wouldn't whoa, talk to hold him. Hold on, bro. Yeah. Right. You know, whoa, hold up. Because if we're going to live by those standards, then we're all trash. Yep. We're, we're all done. We're with. all shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're going to just keep it real. Yep. Yeah. And the biggest thing is, is I, that I, that I see in this is that we have to actually look within ourselves because I know me, I know for me, I'm guilty of a lot of times at the very beginning, when I first hear something, I get that judgmental thoughts going in my head. And luckily with age, I've learned to keep those in my mouth, mm -hmm. you know, not letting them out and then process, because like you said, you don't know what's going on in their house. You don't know what's happening in their relationship. You don't know the struggles that they've gone through, what they've been through and why they're doing this. But if you're, if you are loving them through it, they will tell you everything that's happening. And then at that point you can actually help them grow and help hopefully make better decisions. Well, it's like one of the things I've always taught my kids when it comes to people, and I've talked to them about like relationships, for instance, and I, and I've always told them this, no matter how much you love somebody, you cannot make them love you the same. You know, either they do or they don't. And the, the reality of it is in some relationships, there are people that are fighting tooth and nail to stay in it. And there's significant other just don't want it. Right. And no matter what they're doing, no matter how they're acting, no matter what they're putting into that relationship, it, it's all for naught because the other person, it's already done. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what do you say to a guy, for instance, let's use an example here. Guys getting ready to go through divorce, wants to save his marriage, loves his wife. You know, whatever. He's trying to work on it. But she tells him, you know what? No matter what you do, I don't care. I'm out of here. And you say, well, you got to keep fighting, brother. You got to keep fighting. And he's going in there and he's fighting and he's fighting and he's fighting. And we say, well, keep in prayer, keep in prayer and all this. And all those things are great. But there's one thing that I've learned over my 20 something years of being a Christian. God does not make people love him. He's not going to make people love you. Right. And, you know, we sit here and we think, well, you know, we can just negotiate or pressure or, or, you know, barter with God to try to get somebody to love us or want us. He doesn't even do that with us. Right. I mean, he gives us the power of free will to choose what we want to choose. And so how can we look for that? So then we sit back and we go, well, this guy's marriage falls apart. Now he's a piece of crap or he's a turd because he got a divorce. Really? You don't know the intricacies of that situation. 
you don't know how they get along behind closed doors. And, and regardless of what that person has done, I mean, we talk about sin a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Being the medicator to the problem. Well, you know, a lot of times we just get fixated on what happened. Mm-hmm. We don't get to the root of what caused it to happen, right? And then you've got husbands and wives that are walking around broken that feel like it's over because we got people wagging their fingers at us. Oh, yeah. I actually... And that's just marriage. That goes in every, transcends into every area of our lives. Right, exactly. That was just a key point was right. in marriages. But I think another another problem too is that as guys, we tend to beat ourselves up. Oof. We tend to just constantly downgrade ourselves. What if I'd done this? I shouldn't have done that. I'm so stupid for this. I'm so stupid for that. And as guys, we need to be able to forgive ourselves. You know, because I think a lot of the judging comes in when you haven't forgiven yourself. You're looking at all the ways you've screwed up. And like Fritz said in one of our previous podcasts, don't beat me up for your failures. Mm -hmm. And I think as guys, we tend to do that. I think we tend to, you know, we see somebody else screwing up and we know we've screwed it up. So now, okay, good. You've screwed it up more than I have. So now I can beat you up. You can't do that. The sad thing is, is that, as much as it saddens me to say this, sometimes we do it to our children. Oh. You know, yeah. we, we, we just beat them to death with their flaws and their imperfections. And then they feel inadequate or they feel like they never measure up or they never, you know, they never meet the, meet the grade. And a lot of times it comes from a place of trying, we just to lie to ourselves. So I'm just trying to make them better. Yeah. But if you keep pounding them and beating them up every time you talk to them, you're destroying them. You're not building. And I'm talking from personal experience because like I got caught up in this judgmental attitude with, with my son here lately where, you know, he's 20 years old. He's graduated from high school. He's working his part-time job and, you know, he's not working very many hours. And I keep telling him, you got to get a full-time job, dude. You got to get a full-time job. And I keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And he's putting out these applications, putting out these applications. And at the end of the day, all he can do is apply. Mm-hmm. If somebody will call him in for an interview and doesn't hire him, he has no control over that. You know, now I've even went as far as, well, you're not filling out the applications, right? So that being judgmental right there, mm-hmm. you got to be doing something wrong. You're not filling out the applications, right? So I sit down with him. He's filling them out. Right. You know? And so it's easy as a father sometimes. And I catch myself to get judgmental. Like you don't want to work. You're just lazy. You want to sit around the house and, and you find yourself, wait a second. I'm just beating my kid to death with negativity, you know? It might not even be judgmental. It might just be frustration in the fact that you don't want your kid to lose. Uh, part you of it, don't. I think, is fear. Yeah. You're, I mean, as a father, you get as much, I'm going to be a man about it, you know? Sometimes you just get scared yeah. and you think, is my kid going to get it? Is he going to, you know, have a good life and you want him to be successful and be happy and all these different things. And then you get that fear rises up in us and then it turns into, and it comes across as being judgmental because we're pushing too hard or we're coming down. And I had to pull myself back and go, you know what? I got to back away from this because I don't want to damage our relationship. You know what I mean? In the process. And, uh, you know, just to kind of share with you guys a little bit too, I'm coming in this, I don't have children. Alex and I don't have kids. And I found myself many times early on in our relationship that I was actually trying to pass off some of that expectation onto her, mm-hmm. wanting her to, you know, hey, why are you doing this? Why aren't you picking yourself up? You know, and it's just like, and exactly, you know, even though I don't have kids, the ideology that you're talking about 
literally transcends even for a guy who doesn't have kids in a non-kid household. Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, I was actually expecting her to do all this stuff. You know, you come into a relationship, you come into a marriage and it's early on and you, you kind of have a preconceived notion and an idea of what it's going to look like. And then when the other person falls flat and doesn't do their part, the person or the well, part that you think me. they should be. Yeah, it's the me. Part, yeah. Oh, it's me. Trust me. The, the, every bit of this is I'm talking about myself yeah. right now. Doesn't do the part you have them playing. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I just wanted to give that perspective from somebody who necessarily doesn't have children. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's, you got chihuahuas though. I do have, but I don't pass off the expectation on them. They, they, they judge you. They, they judge me because I don't feed them enough. Yeah, feed them, them enough. Chihuahuas I've seen the way spoiled. they look at you. They're spoiled. Oh, that's a rabbit hole. Oh, right right. Oh, oh, man. Man. But hey, we can even go outside of, outside of marriage and outside of kids and all that and go to the workplace. I mean, how many times have you, you know, I used to be in, I used to be a manager of 50 guys. And I know you manage several people too. You pass that judgment on to your employees. Oh yeah. Why aren't you doing oh, yeah. this? Why aren't you seeking, you know, growth? Why aren't you seeking to climb the ladder? Why aren't you doing this? Why is it taking you so long? Right. I can do and this. Then you get I can on do this in I-4 and realize, What's the matter with use people? Yeah. Why are you taking so long? And you get out there in I-4 and you're in, in a parking lot, you know, it's supposed to be a highway. Oh yeah. And what I figured out a long time ago, I, I'll never forget. I was in my mid twenties and I'm working at a, at a theme park as a technician. And I'm looking at these guys who've been there. They're in their forties, mid forties, late fifties in the same position that I'm in currently. So within a year, I've come to the same position they're in. And I'm looking at them going, what's up with y'all? You got no drive? You got no desires? Why why are you sitting here doing this, man? You should be doing this. You should be doing, oh yeah, big time judging. And then I finally, as I grew older and a little wiser, you realize that's what they wanted. Yeah. That was where they wanted to be. They didn't want to go any further. They've turned down promotions and, and, and you know what you make a very good point ray because we do live in a culture that if you don't want certain things like progression like for instance in the workplace it's like automatic you should want to you know continually progress to make more money to be in a higher position well some people are perfectly happy not doing that they're they're okay with the, the standard of living that they have they're okay with the wage that they have and they don't want to be a boss they don't want to be a manager they want to come to work punch a clock do their job and go home and be with their family and you know at the end of the day too i mean when they shut it down, they have nothing else to worry about. Right. You know, sometimes I sit back and go, who's really the dummy? Who's really the one that's thinking about this thing warped? Because we go home as managers and we're like, you got the phone ringing, you got questions from people, emails, you know, situations with staffing. Yeah, is it really worth the extra money at that right. point? You know, you got to ask yourself those tough questions and it's not worth it to some people. No, and, no. And that'll make them less, you know, ambitious or subhuman. Or yeah. I mean, not only that, but when you're the manager and you're watching the people underneath you making more money per year because they're on overtime and right. you're on salary, then you really start to question, is this really worth it? <laughs> yeah. You're well, on salary. Be careful celery. what you wish for because you just might get it all. That's right. I'm not eating what my dear is. And some you don't want. Brought to you by the full mommy Johnny. Yeah. yeah but-, but, you know, the big thing about this this whole topic about this was about judging, being judgmental. You know, there's no room for us to be judgmental. Who are we to judge someone else? Well, we all want grace and mercy and forgiveness for us, but then we don't want to give it to others. Right. And I think, you know, social media and platforms like that has created this standard where it's, you're looking and it's easy to judge. You're judging with your eyes and then you start judging with your heart. But I think we need to start creating a, a society of men specifically that are flipping the coin, so to speak, that are instead of judging, 
they're actually welcoming and they're loving yeah. and well, forgiving. You make a good point, right? There's something I want, don't want to skip over because I think that that's where part of the hang up is, Joe, is, is that one word, loving, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Because for some reason in our culture, we've, we've taken the man, the word man and loving and we've separated the two because we've twisted them into it being some kind of distorted type um, of thing. Masculinity yeah. is not love. Right. And so that's not strong. That's not tough. That's not masculine. Well, wrong. Yeah. We need to be, as men, we need to be loving. We need to love each other and care about, generally love each Man, it's funny. I've said this before in the show. I mean, guys want to come across all hot and everything, but, you know, I can't tell you how many times when I would show up at men's group, how many men would actually come up to me and, and want to hug. Hmm? You know, it's like most dudes want to, like, oh, I'm going to go, don't touch me. I'm cool. And then you go in there and just, 50 guys walking up. Hey, bro, I've actually had guys come up to me and say, what, you don't give a brother a hug? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're put out. Like, you know, I didn't get no love. You know what I mean? People want to be loved. They want to be respected. Yeah, man. You know I mean? right. Them endorphins. Right. Yeah. Don't get it twisted, man. We're not talking about the way you love your wives or the no. way you love your girlfriend or the way you love your mom or dad. It well, is- let me tell you something. You go, to, you go to war with somebody, you better love that person. Right. And mm. they better love you because, you know, hell's coming. And hell hath no fury, bro. Right. And you better have somebody that's fierce and is passionate about taking care of you as you are them. And that's called love. Mm-hmm. It's sacrificial. It's selfless. You know, and, you know, guys, you know, we want to play this game. Of, well, I don't want to do but this life that we live. It is a battle. That's why this is called the battle podcast. We are in a battle every day of our lives. It's a battle for our souls. It's the battle for our humanity. It's the battle for our families. You know, it's the battle for for us to go out there and fight the good fight to be the best that we can be as men. Right. And if you guys are struggling through any battles currently, any personal battles, hit us up at the battle podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you want something for, if you want us to address something, hit us up, let us know. We got to hear something from you guys. We're just talking about personal things that we've gone through, but we'd love to help somebody else out. Well, the whole idea of this whole thing is, is it's, it's, awakening to what's actually going on around us because as men, we get real numb sometimes and we get fixated in tunnel vision on what's right in front of us. And we don't want to look at the things that are deep with, that are dwell within us. And the problem is, is we don't fixate on those things. They end up manifesting in, in a dangerous form. It's either through addiction. It's through, uh, you know, acting out. It's finding yourself doing stupid shit. If we're going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. And, and find yourself in places you shouldn't be doing, places you shouldn't be doing things you shouldn't be doing, thinking ways you shouldn't be thinking, you know, because that's just how we are as men. So we've got to continually look within ourselves to say, okay, why am I acting the way that I'm acting? And why is it manifesting like this? And I need to have brothers around me. They're going to say, Hey, bro, what's going on with you, man? You all right? And talk about it, you know? And I'll tell you when, when the crap hits the fan and you're in the trenches of life, I don't want a guy over there that's like self-glorified. I want a guy that loves me and is looking at me with the eyes of non-judgment that is willing to just kind of guide me along. And kind of going back to what you were saying, Ray, about, you know, if, if a guy is going through this and you more than welcome to reach out to us also on uh, Instagram and Facebook, you can send us a direct uh, private message there as well. And it's it's 100% private only. Only the staff here at Battle Podcast gets to see that. But we will monitor that. We We do receive DMs from our Instagram and Facebook pages as well. And, you know, we don't profess to know everything. We don't. No. But I'll tell you what we do, though. We do know what's going on in our lives and the experiences that we've had. And, 
the fact that we've been blessed in, in the sense of everybody in this room and in this podcast has been in, in, you know, direct contact with a lot of guys and have, have has walked with a lot of different men and had, we've all been subjected to a lot of different experiences, cultural black backgrounds, social backgrounds, financial backgrounds. I mean, the diversity in this room right here. I mean, you've got Joe who grew up, his father was a coal miner. You know, I grew up with a single mom and a housing project raising some wealth. Ray, mm -hmm. you grew up. Redneckville, USA. With, with a dad that traveled a lot. With a dad you know? that traveled a lot. Yeah. Brits, you know. Alcoholic father. Yeah. So we're in the world. We're, we're, we're spanning everything here, right? Mm -hmm. And that just, just goes to show what we're talking about is so true. But the one commonality that we have that's in this room is that we have a desire to try to help each other and to help other men. And that's what you need. You know, that's why we call this the studio, the lion's den, man. We run with a pride in this place. Yeah, you're not going to go to battle by yourself. No. And, and no. like Joe was saying, the last thing you want to do is be in a foxhole with somebody and you're sitting there trying to save your life and you look over at your buddy and he's going, hey, yeah, you better be a better aim there, brother. <laughs> you ain't, you're missing. You better yeah. hit him. Just you got to hit him. Your shot's oh, off, buddy. Man, yeah. you suck at this. How'd yeah. you get in here? Yeah. You don't want that. How'd you end up being my battle, buddy? I wanted another guy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Well, I guess the question we got to ask ourselves is, are we looking at the man in the mirror? I mean, because it's real easy to look at other people. It's real easy to sit there and point out the flaws of other men and other women and people we come in contact with. What's hard is, is looking at yourself and looking deep within yourself and, and, and recognizing that, you know what? Man, we're pretty blessed to be able to be in a situation where God puts people in our lives to help us on this journey. Be a really lonely place to be going at this thing by yourself. You know, Ray made a very good point tonight, man. You don't go to war by yourself. You bring an army. Guys, we are in the midst of a battle. We are fighting the very existence of our souls and our humanity. We have so many people depending on us that need us to step up, to get up, to man up. We've got to surround ourselves with men that are going to love us, encourage us, protect us, help us, guide us, and direct us. And let's not be the judge. Let's be the guy that looks at somebody and says, you know what? I've messed up a lot in my life too. But you know what? I've learned a few things and let me help you out with. It. Because when you do those type of things and you build those relationships, well, that my friends, that's what rubber meets the road. <laughs>